So what is the Japanese want with the Philippines? And how does their army invade? How does it proceed? Um, how do the Filipinos respond? How do the Americans respond? So there's a, uh, I can answer that on multiple levels. On, a, on an ideological level, of course, they're trying to build a greater East Asia cold prosperity sphere. And there's this idea of Asia, Asia for Asians. And of course, um, Manila is part of that, but also other parts of Southeast Asia, of course. Um, Bitishka, make make Asia great yeah. again, in a yeah. sense. <laughs> make Asia great again, yeah. Malaya, of course, the, the Dutch East Indies. And some people, you know, they're, they're, this is a contentious point. Some people say that there was really something ideological about it. And some people say it was just a cover for economic exploitation. Of course, it's always somewhere in between. And ideology justifies economic exploitation, etc. But in, what, what did that ideology mean on the ground? What that ideology meant on the ground, for example, was that in the Philippines, um, in history courses, for example, they, they allowed for the teaching for the first time of the Filipino-American War in history courses. They encouraged the teaching of Tagalog. And of course, they emphasized English and emphasized Nihongo. So that's, that's kind of like the ideological content of the Japanese occupation. Uh, just one question, Lissandro. I'm not sure if you know this because it's pretty specific, but what role were the Philippines going to play in an imagined East Asia co-prosperity sphere that lasted beyond 1945? Was it going to be a vassal state? I'm just curious. Well, the promise was was independent. So, so it was very difficult to deal with the Philippines because if you wanted to go into the Philippines and convince them to be allies of Japan, you need to give the Philippines something that America had already given them, which is the promise of independence. Otherwise, what was the point for Filipinos, right? So America had promised the Philippines independence by 1946. And so the promise of the Japanese was immediate in the uh, uh, faster independence time frame um, because they didn't want to look like hypocrites. They didn't want to look like imperialists. So eventually that, that became what we now call the Second Philippine Republic under uh, President Jose P. Laurel. A lot of people have labeled that the, the puppet Philippine Republic, which is effectively a client state of Japan. So I guess, you know, <laughs> it's comparable probably to kind of client states of Vladimir Putin today, effectively a, a, a puppet state under the Japanese. So that's kind of the ideological part there. Um, in terms of economics, I mean, the Philippines gets treated like most other parts of Southeast Asia, which is that they extract resources from the Philippines to finance the war machine. And the way this is done is through kind of like very, very inflationary printing of money. So essentially, you print a lot of money, you use that money to buy goods from the Philippines, use that to finance the war machine, and of course, domestically, you're creating a kind of hyperinflation.